This is the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast for the aspiring and hungry entrepreneur. Hey everybody, Sean Campbell with Sean Campbell Show, a podcast by entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs. And I have another very special, amazing guest that I just met a few weeks ago, Eric, right? That's right. At the Arizona Stands Club. That's right. Yeah, so we were out, actually out and about networking at the, uh, you know, at the Arizona Sands and very social distancing, social distancing. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's very considerate. So Mm -hmm. if you have any like worries about that, no, Eric and I are very, very conscientious and conscious when we're out, you know, at the Sands Club. So, but I needed Eric on my podcast. One, he's a good dude. You can just tell right away. But two, he really, really intrigued me by his his business. It's something I've never heard of. And especially for my audience, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, this is something that you want to... How long have we got? Another four or five hours? <laughs> That's right. That's right. All day. Very intriguing, Eric. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a, a private investor here in, here in Tucson, and I focus on my niches in real estate, specifically to single-family homes. And I uh, both, and I do that for the long term, right? So I'm I'm buying houses for myself and with partners, uh, with that long term mentality, right? We're doing doing houses for you know at least ten years and uh, trying to create that cash flow that that everyone is chasing. Yeah. So especially for small business owners on the investment side, I mean, this is a whole different uh, mechanism to add to someone's portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's it's a great diversification play. Um, if if the stock market's ups and downs give it, make you a little bit queasy and, and you're looking for something that's that's more real estate based, uh, we we partner with those type of people um, who who like the idea of real estate but don't want to be in it. And so we're we're their partners to to help to help do that. So invest so instead of investing in Dogecoin. <laughs> so GameStop investments in one. <laughs> So on, and on the other side of it, I mean, you're looking for people to that want to rent to own their homes, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So that's one of our strategies to, mm-hmm. to help um, to help with that property management cost. Mm-hmm. Um, we we look for tenants that are a little more specific, right? We're looking for that that ownership mentality, mm-hmm. so that we reduce our vacancy and reduce our, our actual cost to, to to renting those properties. How did you get in this business, Eric? Um, so that's that's a long story. Um, we so, have plenty of time. We have plenty of time. <laughs> so just a, a, a quick bio. I, I didn't start in real estate. Um, I actually have a, a chemical engineering degree and, and was work, worked for corporate for for thirteen plus years in, in different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always liked investing. Right. I, I was one of those Fortune magazine readers. One of those people who you know read, read Rich Dad Poor Dad back in college, and, <laughs> but didn't do anything with it. Right. Yeah. So I was a great spectator of, of investing, but I wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, you know, just kind of focused on, on raising my family and you know working hard and and doing that. And um, I hit a um, you know I hit hit that that forty year old mark where it's kind of that call that midlife crisis where you know we just said you know do I want to keep being in this corporate lifestyle, which was you know was providing great things for our family, or or do I want to try something different? Mm-hmm. And so after a couple of years, I kind of you know, thinking about that and banging my head against the wall, we, we decided to, to leave corporate and, and get into real estate. Yeah, so I mean, that's the another additional inspiring story that you had to offer is someone who's been in corporate for that long. I was in corporate for well, about a decade as well. I just got fed up with it. Um, also, uh, I was fired from that. 
<laughs> I was fired from you know uh, a position I had for seven years, yeah. you know, which is a, a, a story I went out on my birthday. I had a few drinks. Someone showed up that wasn't invited, and they umbrellaed her under my it was supposed to be my responsibility, and they had to fire somebody. So it was yeah. me, well, right? Yeah. But it, it did it did lead me to my other position, which led me to what I do now. But at the same time, you know, there's nothing wrong with being in corporate, but like yourself, I and mean, you knew you had a bigger, better vision for yourself and your family. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think the, the thing that really made me, you know, kind of think about it a little bit harder was, you know, my, my 401k account wasn't as grown as fast as I wanted it to, right? right? You know, I was putting the contributions in and, and whatnot, but, you know, we went through 08, 09, and that, that wasn't any helpful to it and, right. you know, those kind of things. And so... Um, you know, I was just looking for a, another vehicle, another asset class that, that would help me, and, and that's why we landed on real estate. For somebody in corporate right now, listening right now, what are like two or three little nuggets, pieces of advice that you would give somebody who's thinking about going out on their own? Uh, so yeah, so having a plan would, be, would probably be my, my biggest my biggest nugget. Don't just quit tomorrow, right? Eric said I should quit. No, I'm, I'm not saying that, right? It's, it's, it's have a plan. And there's definitely pros and cons to you know, going out on my, on your, on your own, like I did versus, you know, having planned and, and really being, you know, intentional while keeping your day job. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously one of the, the big pros about keeping the day job, quote unquote, is that you have access to a lot more capital that way, right? right. It's a, a lot easier to get a, a loan for an investment property. If you've got, you know, if you're working at Raytheon and, you know, making six figures versus, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you leave on your own, banks need to see two years worth of, of worker experience, right? right? If you don't have that, even if, even when I left, I had 13 years of corporate experience. The first day I left, they said I had zero experience, mm. right? And so that's something right. to keep in mind. Right. And you were married this whole time, right? I was. Still how am. Much, how, much, how, much, <laughs> how much did the support of your wife help you through this? Oh, I, I couldn't have done it without her, right? Awesome. It was, it was, that's awesome. I had, you know... I was smart. I wouldn't ask for permission first, right? I, I didn't just show up. Yeah, you, you hear the stories of oh, I haven't been at work in, in a month. No, that wasn't right. That wasn't it at all. But no, it was. Yeah. You know, she she was inspirational, and she's also the one that set the boundaries of, mm-hmm. hey, these are the expectations of how our lives should need to continue. Right. And if and if we're not taking care of those those benchmarks, for lack of a better word, yeah. um, then we need to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. And so so she definitely set some. Some expectations, we'll put it that way. You know, I preach that all the time. It's like people want to get out and do something on their own. They need to have that support, you know, whether it's from their significant other or from their friends. But more times than not, they're not going to get it. Right. You know, do you realize how unique your situation was? And that you had that support? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I was extremely lucky. Fortunately, she she came from a, a background of, of entrepreneurs on her side of the family. Uh-huh. My side of the family, we were, you know, my dad was a cop. My mom was a teacher. So we were, yeah. you know, yeah. a little more traditional than that. But, you know, she yeah. had a, many of her, her dad and her, many of her brothers um, were entrepreneurs already. So she'd seen what that looked like, right? Yeah. And so she's like, I, I like these parts of it. And I don't like these parts of it. And so as long as we can keep that balance, cool. I'll be okay. Did her family offer any advice? Um, I think they all held their breath. <laughs> I think they all just kind of held their breath. Yeah. Well, that, that's very interesting. So what, what I do appreciate about your business as well, and I'm an equal opportunity marketer. You and I were before for, you know, for full transparency, you and I were talking about marketing about mm-hmm. your business before the podcast. Yeah. You're doing a phenomenal job as it is without any digital presence. Correct. Right? So... How are you building your business? 
Yeah, so I, I would say my, my, so the way we build our business up to this point anyways, right? So when I first left corporate and we went to real estate, we were traditional, we got our real estate licenses and we were just mm-hmm. your traditional buy and sell realtors, right? Right. And we, you know, and to build that business, there's lots of different ways to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And we chose the relationship path. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, we needed calls, notes and pop buys with our, our sphere of influence or, or the people that we knew. And we just let them know, hey, we had, we had a career change. If you're looking for some help in real estate, you know, mm-hmm. let us know. And so it was with those people, you know, former employees, friends, family, uh, people at our church. You know, they all supported us through that. And, right. you know, as we gained knowledge and we got better and better at it, we grew grew our network. And yeah. so to, when I made the transition into investing in real estate versus just helping people buy and sell, it was that same network that, that helped us mm-hmm. with that transition as well. Yeah. So in other words, you were... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a huge misconception with a lot of people. They think they're going to get in the business and the work and the referrals are just going to flow to them, right? Because who they are, right? Yeah, and that's that's absolutely not the case. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's really important to have that plan mm-hmm. and to ask those questions of you know how long does it normally take for you know to to start getting a referral in real estate or how long does it take to get your first right. client in you right. know as a social media expert. You know, there's benchmarks for all of that, right? People, right. people have already done what I've done, and I went and found those people and asked them, right? Yeah. And so that, that was kind of our, our interview process when we first, right before we left, is we when we talked to different brokerages, you know, the Longs, the Keller Williams, the, the Coldwell Bankers of the world, you know, we asked we asked the you know the um, what do you call them the the recruiters like mm-hmm. how how long does it take for a successful agent to be successful, right? Yeah. And they all had slightly different answers, but they all also were kind of the same. And so that helped us build a framework of what our expectation was, was to be of, you know, are we on that right path? So you talk about creating a plan. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. So when's the last time or how often do you update your plan? Uh, so we we update ours at least every year. Um, and then depending on... You're if, knocking this out of the ballpark, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we so do. I'm, throwing, I'm trying to throw you a curveball and you're killing it. <laughs> I don't know any other way, to be honest. I am an engineer by background, so I, I, follow, right. I follow rules. Right. <laughs> well, so, so you update about every year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So when was the last time? What month was the last time you went and updated? Your so, we, yeah. So my wife and I, we looked at our plan in December and, and nice. put, our, put our numbers right. together. And yeah. Is it for the next 12 months? Is it, it is, yeah. yeah. So this this year, the th- something that we're trying that's a little bit different is we, we really like the, the 12-week plan, right, or the 12-week year oh, book. Okay. I'm, I'm blanking on the author's name, shame on me. Um, yeah. But that's that we really like that concept. And so instead of trying to have a whole year's set of goals, mm-hmm. you know, break those up into quarters that are a little more actionable. So that's something new we are trying this year. Yeah. Um, but it's with the intent to, to, yeah. to improve year over year. Yeah. Um, what... Well, it's something that, you know, you just mentioned something that's very important now how you adapted from the 12-month to a 12-week type of strategy, right? Do you have, like, a, a values type of statement between the two of you? Is there a kind of mission statement? Is there a, a, a plan for growth? I mean, where do you see yourself three to five years? Sure. Yeah, so those are kind of a couple of different questions. I mean, my, my internal, or I guess my, my personal goal, right, is to, I'm trying to convert, um, my time where work is not a requirement, is it, but a choice. Right. right. So that's kind of my, my personal credo. So I look as I look at different opportunities and, and different things I'm doing. Is that helping me get to that that point? Right. right. Where where work is a, a choice, not a not a requirement. Right. Um, and then for our personal, you know, for for our clients, it's 
it's really putting our clients first, right? What is the best thing for them? Mm-hmm. Even if that means, you know, a lower commission or, you know, not, not getting, mm-hmm. not getting the deal at all. Right. We're, we're playing a long game. Right. right? And so we're, right. we're trying to always put our clients first of, yeah, maybe, maybe they're, they aren't ready to, to do right. an investment this month, but maybe in a year from now, they'll refer the rich uncle who is mm-hmm. right. And that's, that's the idea. Right. So you mentioned something uh, a little while ago, you know, it's more of a, a relational type of marketing, mm-hmm. you know, face-to-face, chest, 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 so to speak. What makes a good relationship and what could turn a relationship sour? Sure. Yeah. So I, I, that's actually, for me, that's a pretty easy one. I can, as soon as you mm-hmm. said, I could see the clients I really enjoyed working with and the, <laughs> and the clients I didn't, right? And so the the ones that, you know, to make it a good relationship in my mind yeah. are the ones that we're, we see eye to eye on. And there's clear roles and, and responsibilities mm-hmm. between the two of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I like those ones, right? Because I, I learn from them what their goals are, and, and then they see the value that I that I can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I don't like, right? The ones I avoid, where I'm just the order taker, right? Oh, yeah. They're they're commanding, and I'm I'm receiving. Yeah. To be honest, that's one of the reasons why I got out of corporate, right? Yeah. I was tired of yeah. being being the order, you know, receiver. Right. Right, and so I, I looking more for that 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 peer or that partnership relationship is 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 much more enjoyable because you're both working towards the same goal. You're just doing what you're good at individually and, mm-hmm. and making something better out of it. Nice. Are you able to assist people in state life or in other states? I should ask. Yeah. So that's that's a great question. Um, so I do all of my investing close, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I we actually try to stay on the northwest side of town as mm-hmm. much as we can. Mm-hmm. But our partners can be anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I have actually a partner in Ohio. I've got a couple of partners here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all I really need for my partners is is their good credit and their money, mm-hmm. and then we we do the rest of it. So they don't have to be close by, but I do keep our our assets close by. Nice. What's the best thing that client said about Eric Erickson? Um, he's not a great salesman. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you're, you're just all about the relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Any last words before I ask you how someone could get a hold of you in case they want to get more information? No, I just, I just really, really appreciate the opportunity. And this no, is no, a, this no, is, this no, is a you. great, great you. podcast and glad to, glad to be here. Yeah. I, I look forward to many more uh, opportunities of networking with you and just kind of Building up the rapport. I hope that I could send. Hope that I could be a good client of yours. There you go. Five years when nice. I sell my business. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and I could send you some good uh, people for you to work with as well. Absolutely. How can someone get a hold of you? Uh, yeah. So they they can get a hold of me. Just they can call me directly um, or through through my my phone number. I'm sure we can provide that to the podcast, or they can send me an email. Cool. Thank you, Eric Erickson. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for listening to the Sean Campbell Show. Follow us on Instagram at the Sean Campbell Show.